Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and today we have a little different conversation topic where, you know, usually we talk about directly about things related to sex, getting more of it, having more fun with it, doing it with more energy, finding different ways to do it, different angles, different situations. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. But we usually have like, you know, a very direct conversation about things sex related. And this week, we're talking about your relationship to your relationship which can mean so many things and I've got Matt Boschler with us today and Matt is he's actually a body worker he's also with Access Consciousness and he does a lot of uh, different things like body work energy work and he's been on a creative pursuit for a joyful life probably since the time he was born or conceived I think he was probably pulling that off since then Um, he's looking at in his life how he can actually create a lot more so Matt would be the first person to tell you that one way that you can get the life that you're really want, desiring to choose or having the good life is ask questions uh, and just keep asking questions and stop making things super significant to you too. So I know I've, like this week in particular I've made quite a few things super significant and then I went to go say something to my daughter because uh, I thought it was ultra significant what was going on and she was like yeah, that's okay. I was like, wow, I thought she was going to have a meltdown, but she was very cool with it, um, which was really funny. So things that I'm making super significant, thinking that she would make significant, aren't so significant. And that was just a kind of an interesting thing that, as I was reading Matt's bio about how he, uh, to how he, you know, would be the first to tell you to stop making things so significant. Yeah, so, let's not yeah, make a deal about it. I'm on it. I'm on that. And I was like really buying this crap about something was like ultra significant. And I went into like a drama about it. It was really cute. And I thought, oh, I've got to tell my daughter this because it's about her father and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, okay. I'm like, wow, you're amazing. (laughs) How amazing are little beings who are allowed to just have the point of view that nothing is significant? How lucky are they? I'm so lucky to have her in my life that I can watch her do these things are not so significant. And uh, so um, today we're talking about relationship to relationship, Matt. Did you know that? You're the one who came up with the awesome title. <laughs> oh, right. Yes, I remember that. Right? Thank remember you for that? reminding me, though. Sometimes I'm a little... <laughs> I remember everything. Nothing's too significant lately. Because we were Skyping naked, and all of a sudden we were like, hey, your relationship to your relationship. That didn't really happen, but it got you guys listening. <laughs> right. Good right. point. They heard, they heard me. Perky. 
Yeah, they went, ooh, they were naked on Skype together? No, but they heard me talk, and they all got a little closer to their computers, I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, get closer to your computers, please. That's right, have a relationship with them. So can you tell me a little bit about uh, what your point of view about re- this topic is? Like, what is your relationship to your relationship? Yeah, um, you know, it's something that, that the actual terminology that I'm using with it popped up and kind of had an aha about it a couple of years ago. I was like, relationship to relationship. Wow, that sounds like I should know a lot about that, but I totally was drawing a blank. <laughs> and um, But like you mentioned earlier, it was like, wow, there's something here. And then, you know, a couple of years floated by and it continued to pop up here and there. And as of recently, through some changes that I've been choosing some new stuff I've been choosing just to basically be more bare metal vulnerable um, to life Uh, I realized that everything relationship meant to me had a relationship in the background that was kind of controlling it that I wasn't aware of Mm. Um, so do you have an example you can kind of give us so I can kind of relate to I get I kind of get the end of what you're saying, and I'm wondering if the listeners may just require a little more info on that. Yeah, no, and that's the exciting part because that's exactly where I came from too. So cool. maybe I'll just tell let, let me tell the most pertinent story about that that's going on for me right now, and I think this will kind of like really um, just kind of turn all the pages and fill in the blanks for people on what relationship to your relationship means. Um, your relationship to relationship is all of the hidden agendas, if you will, the things in the background that go back so far you don't actually remember, you know, putting them in place or buying into them. Maybe, you know, when you're pre-verbal, if you will, um, mimicking your parents' energetic dynamics or something, such as uh, maybe if you've ever seen a child marching around the house and he's trying to look angry and putting his fists together, you're like, well, where did he learn that? Because perhaps that kid is, you know, a really joyful kid. Mm-hmm. He may have mimicked it or picked it up somewhere. And that <clears throat> created his relationship to something else in the future. Oh, so okay. that, yeah, So that child's relationship to angry people or in that case it would probably be something he picked up that was happening going on between my dad Mm -hmm. his relationship to mom and dad all of a sudden became anger but he didn't have any verbal um or cognitive you know placeholders to actually hold that in place it just kind of shows up in your life And then every time you see two people come together in the same dynamic that your parents did, something pops up that you seemingly think is that's just the law and that's how that works. And actually, I didn't even notice I was doing it. So if it's the law and that's what works, do we tend to gravitate to those people because it's so familiar? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Familiar. Exactly. So you continue to do what's familiar because it's kind of embedded even behind your mind or beyond your logic. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so the way this came about for me was actually just inside of the last month of Unlocked's 
some stuff for myself that I've been working on for like five years. Um, there was like three different reasons I stepped into this body of work called Access Consciousness. And this was actually, I was seeking the answer to find out what the heck this was. <laughs> and so, yeah, I know, it was really exciting because things were finally starting to open up. And I'm like, yes, if this was this elated for me, how much uh, can it actually help other people? I love what I love about it is that you're utilizing access to get the answer. Well, you probably got a lot of questions. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, answers are fun. Yeah, They're just aren't only they? for a couple of minutes, you know, or ten seconds. And, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, my whole life, um, since well, since I was probably seven or eight, I, I just acknowledged me and my sister were the best of friends. And we were literally the best of friends through almost all of my life till I was about, um, I want to say like 35, 36. Right now I'm 47, so about 10 years ago. <clears throat> and during that time, my relationships were pretty predictably, uh, my monogamous relationships were pretty predictably, uh, they, they were always going to end up going the same way and have all the same factors in them and everything was going to end up the same way even if it looked totally different at the you know the onset at the beginning and um after my sister died she died uh, pretty recently um there was kind of a shift in a new awareness as she's been available to me in a different way and what i realized is that we had something going on that was much bigger than this life and um that in itself had determined, had actually imprinted my relationship to relating with other people. And that was my relationship with my sister. So now, that, so the way you related with her, that had and like an impression on how you related with all other like intimate relationships, you mean? Or do you kind of like rely on the energy that you and your sister had created to kind of like drive those like can you give more information on that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and yeah good question um so the the and the relationship dynamics that my sister and i um were in as best friends and brothers and sisters pretty much created any other relationship that i was in that might uh point towards an intimate relationship or a one-on-one -on -one or monogamous or serial monogamy or polygamy, but I never really went there. Polygamy, you know, monogamy. I like your. I yeah, like all I the qualifiers. That's awesome. And the poly. I know. <laughs> serial monogamy is great. <laughs> yeah, serial no, monogamy. Or polygamy. Kind of makes your lips kind of slap together. It's fun. Polygamy. That's right. <laughs> polygamy. <laughs> I don't like to do fun things. Don't get me wrong. No, no. Polygamy is um, great. I like it. I also like other words like. Um, Harems. I like that word, harem. It's great. Harem. <laughs> yeah. Harem. I like that. Yeah. Can yeah. Isn't that, that nice? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, Have your harem be a polygamist. It's awesome. A polygamous harem. Harem. Yeah, be, leader. You could be the leader um, of the harem. The leader of the harem. I don't even know what yeah. person would do, but it sounds like it's got potential. You just get you get a lot of people in your harem that you can choose from. It's all about choice and possibilities, harems. There's just a lot oh. of choice available to you at all times, and you can just be like, hey, I choose that. Hmm. 
kind of like the rule of promiscuity. Always choose that, what works for you. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that was a little sidetrack from your relationship with your sister. <laughs> <laughs> and we got into so, monogamy, and now we're then we went right off track. But let's go back to to uh, this, uh, how how you created relationships through relating to your sister, and how that actually tapped into, and how how so many of us do that. Like I know for me, my most significant relationship too was to my brother, and it wasn't until like the day, um, you know, when I was probably twenty, that he once said, and once only in my lifetime did he ever say "I love you" to me, and that was because he wanted to kick my ass into some other freaking dimension. And he's like, "Don't you understand that I love you?" And I was like, "Oh." I don't have to be a whore anymore. Oh, actually, I was just being a slut, not a whore. And he was really mad about it. So it was it was really funny because it wasn't until he actually said that to me that I realized that I had some sort of value. And so all my relationships up till that point were like trying to see if somebody loved me. And as soon as he said that to me, it was like, oh, I'm loved. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, there's quite a few parallels with your story and mine. Um, yeah, so that one that was like kind of pertinent, and it also pointed out since I haven't really told this in a live environment yet, that maybe I'm going to tell the story backwards if you know it'll make more sense. Cool. Okay, so here's the pipeline. <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, I realized my sister and I, um, through the you know energy of question and just like, damn it, I've got to know what this is because it's continually creating the same future for me, I realized my sister was pretty much my partner, my lover, my friend, my mother, brother, sister, dog, whatever, for, you know, like a god billion years. <clears throat> and so she was literally a primary lives partner forever. Um, and I recently uh, did a call uh, where I termed it um, a twin flame. Yeah. Um not necessarily to to really take that to the bank as far as the definition of twin flame, but somebody that I was literally locked together with, and I had no idea what was really going on. So, telling the story backwards, everybody just kind of get the energetic of a threesome. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. there's always one. There's always an odd man out. Mm-hmm. It's it's never going to work like the way that this culture would like to define a good working one-on-one relationship because there's always going to be one person that wants to kick and scream, walk away sobbing, or, you know, make a stink about things. For sure. Can we talk a little bit more about that just when we come back from break, Matt? Yes. Thank you. Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show, with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 
7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, everyone. And I'm your host, Milica Yelenich. And today I have Matt Boschler on, and we are talking about your relationship to your relationship. So for those of you who are just joining us now, um, you might have heard just before break that we were um, discussing about the energy of how we create relationships in our life based on certain sometimes uh, things that we've either observed or that we've chosen um, to take on and become that, like we talked about the little boy who's walking around, you know, pounding his fist because he sees, you know, somebody in his house does that. So he now relates relationships when he sees people angry, uh, relating to each other that way too. And um, Matt, you were talking about your sister and all the energy that um, the two of you had for lifetimes and lifetimes, referring to her as your twin flame, and what that created for you in your other um, personal relationships. And like how many of us have that person that we have that, that kind of deep intimacy with like that intense intimacy and then it's like if other people in our lives just can't allow that it kind of affects them yeah yeah it's it's been tremendous uh, to access and 
cover that and, you know, have some clarity. And it, as, you know, we started the call, it really started with a question. Um, after five years of like not being able to actually get to any of these goals or targets that I was wanting, I was really willing to ask myself, well, are my questions about what I would like to have in my life actually questions? And mm-hmm. it was like heavy as a bag of bowling balls. You know, like, oh, well, I haven't been asking questions. And that's the point where I ask, what is my relationship to this reality that I do not wish to know about? I like it. And that, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, that's a really good I, question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah what is, what is my relationship to this reality that I don't want to know about? Yeah. I, I, I have I like so much energy know. coming up on that. It's so funny. <laughs> what do I bring oh, that up was to you. know? Yeah, thank you. Okay. That was mine. I thank me. you. I was okay. like, whoa. Okay. No, it's only me, and you don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's specific. This is all about me right now. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if anybody else in the in you know studio audience is actually getting that kind of visceral experience from it. It's like, what a gift it could be for you to ask that question. You know, what is your relationship to this reality that you don't want to know about? Um, Which is really what the core of what is your relationship to relationship about? Now, there's the story about my sister and how this is pretty much shaped informed probably most or a large, large percentage of everything that's been going on in my life. Because uh, you all know, is when you choose a, you know, like a life partner, it's like there you become inseparable to a certain degree in this, you know, reality's definition of what relationship is. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I noted other than never being able to have a reasonable relationship that worked for me, because threesomes don't work, obviously. Um, they don't? Matt, I, I was going to invite you to one. I can't believe you just said they won't work. Oh, Christ. What was that? You know what? I, that oh, now I can't even invite question. you to that. Yeah, that was that such was a conclusion. A what that would it take right. for threesomes to work? <laughs> okay, yeah, now we can what? go on. They weren't working for you in the way you were creating <laughs> them. So now what exactly. else is possible? It's okay, totally cool. Phew. I almost had a heart attack. God, I was really? Like, they That's don't what work. Was. I, I was like, was whoa. <laughs> See? What a really. Okay, phew. <laughs> we're good. Well, we're okay. yeah, there's we're something back popping as you're talking, though, because it's like I, you know, I pretty much cognitively knew all these years that I didn't want to be in a relationship, but I was trying to push myself into a relationship that already, you know, a relationship partner in the closet, if you will, that I was pretending I didn't know about, which was my relationship to this reality. Um, mm-hmm. So if you can imagine having your husband or your wife in your pocket, we'll use it as a, you know, colloquial term for now, but you get it, you know, you know, yeah. always got them in your pocket. They're always there. Um, and you go and try to step into something else which is just not going to work. And now that it is by no means saying that it's complete and it's changed and it's gone, but I'm like in this new, much more vulnerable relationship space um, with my sister, who's a lot more than my sister. She's a being, you know, that we've been obviously hanging out for a zillion years. And... It's really easy to see 
that everything I wasn't having in this world uh, was because she either didn't want it or couldn't have it, and I was relating to this reality through her. Wow. So I wonder how many other people are relating through this reality through somebody else's eyes or experience. And essentially it's not even theirs, and how much are they relating it through somebody else's eyes and experience? And how far does that go back? Like, what if we could actually see our own reality that works for us and have our, not even necessarily a relationship to this reality, but like, what if we could just be in it instead of having that separation of relationship idea going on there? Whatever uh-huh. I was just talking about, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, should, do we, do we use the, uh, or yeah, are we allowed we can to use the access statement. tools and clearings? We are allowed, <clears throat> oh, and we just then we say, hey, guess what? That was a clearing statement. If you want to know what the clearing statement means more of, go to www.theclearingstatement.com. But yeah, so everything that brought up that we just did there, all these things we've been talking about that are bringing stuff up, so everything that is, can we just destroy and uncreate at all times a godzillion? Right, yes. wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. So, but I just get off this radio show and have my brain going, Bleh! and I'm just like, oh. do you like the sound effect? That was a really good sound effect, I know. <laughs> so, and even as you were liking about the relationship with your sister and like how, you know, all the lifetimes that we have with these people and how, you know, we we sometimes just like, feel so embroiled in them that it's like how do we get out of that because we're so it's so part of our reality for four trillion years that like we it's like we rely on them almost energetically to exist so like what if we don't ever have to rely on anybody to to exist or to have our reality actually be formed for me it was like certain there are certain people in my world that it, in my reality that if they weren't part of my reality it's like I I often think well, would I exist because so much of what I create my reality on is based on how I relate to them so like if my daughter wasn't in my life would I what reality would I have would I still have this I wouldn't have this reality it would be like completely different so my relationship to this reality has a lot to do with things like my daughter so it's funny so like everything that brings up for any parents listening that how you know if you're relating to this reality based on you know your kids and how you live your life through their eyes like Matt was living his life kind of through his sister's eyes in a way and like if it's not your kids maybe it is a sibling or maybe it is a parent or something like that like if everywhere where we're living through other people's eyes and not actually choosing to live through our own eyes, can we just destroy and uncreate all that times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds? Yes, please. <laughs> that, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah there's, and there's all these other things that are just coming up as we're talking, and I'm just going to acknowledge the gratitude I have for um, one for being on the show and two for you having a show and three for me showing up for it because there's this dynamic that happens for me that as I come closer to public speaking or writing books or whatever it may be that I'm, you know, the intensity starts to increase and oh my God, there's a lot of eyes on me and so forth. That mm-hmm. is the moment that the catalytic change starts 
for me and everyone involved to literally uh, take their change factor to an exponential level. Um, it's kind of like once you've learned an art to the you know as you can get it. Have you ever taken it and then taken yourself to the teaching environment, and all of a sudden an entire new universe opens up, and there's more possible because you're ready to include everything at that point. And uh, I just want to acknowledge the gratitude and power that that can move anyone on the call or who, who listens to that. You know, find out what makes you come alive and For ask sure. questions. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. All that stuff where we're, you know, you were talking about before living through your sister's eyes. But if if we're doing that, then like we're not really doing what makes us come alive. We're, you know, living based on somebody's reality of what would make them come alive. So it's yeah. When you and for me, it's like I know when I'm starting to come alive because I feel like I can breathe. I feel like my eyes are open and like my you know, go to bed at night. When I wake up in the morning, I feel like I really am choosing to participate in my own life. Where you know, when I'm not being that, I feel like hiding or not even waking up. You know, so how many people are like completely exhausted these days and don't even want to wake up because they're not even living their own realities and like stepping into their own um, what you know what excites them? Yeah, and instead they've more been than one. maybe. Maybe more than one yeah. on this call right now. It's possible. That's my question. Yeah. I think it's I think it's the latter. So um, it, for for all of us, like your twin flame. Somebody's asking in the um, chat room about the twin flame because they missed the first twenty minutes of the call. So you know, I read a lot of metaphysical books back in the day I actually worked at like a metaphysical bookstore in Toronto and it's like kind of how I got into stuff when I was fairly young um, and you know I would always hear people coming in and talking about the twin flames and I had several friends who would talk about soul group families and there were all, like all these terminologies um, and you know and I've had lovers say to me I think you're my twin flame I'm like that's nice I don't really know what to say about that <laughs> Um, thank you. I don't know. Aren't we all connected? I was like always confused. But um, the twin flame thing, I like the way that you are describing that energy of it, like with your sister about all the lifetimes, but not just the lifetimes part of it. It was like how you then started to like live your life through her eyes. That to me is not something I'd read in a metaphysical book. They talked more about all this super connections that you have on so many levels and like your soul and their soul are so intertwined that you can hear them like a bird you know twittering and 500 miles away and you just know that it's them but what if we have that like that kind of connection with everybody but what we're talking about with twin flames more is like what matt is talking about where you literally light up light yourself up almost like a flame because you're actually living their dream I, uh, that's how I'm interpreting what you're saying, and I think it's uh, that's my interesting point of view. Yeah, that's that's really really good commentary, and and a lot of that kind of hits it on the head. Um, I think once I learned, I checked on you know a few definitions of it, and basically, 
dumbed down um, Twin Flame was in the beginning you were a whole and then you were split into two separate souls and now you're coming back together and it's like it's all romantic and whatever and um, so this whole time you haven't been yourself until you find your Twin Flame and come back together but that kind of wasn't my experience um, and what my experience was is at some point I made a decision that I didn't want to remember making because it was pretty much setting up a lot of my future far, far, much farther than this body was going to live through, you know, like many bodies into the future. Mm -hmm. And then I found out and then I realized, oh, well, I want to be me again. <laughs> What's it going to take? And what is this big can we say bad words on the, on the show? Yeah, yeah. We're allowed to swear on here. Isn't that awesome? Okay, good. Okay. What is this 500-pound pile of poop in front of me that I've not been able to change or make smell, you know, make make it smell good um, that's been here my whole life? And and then finally realizing, oh, I put that there. Oh, um, you put the shit pile there. We can even say shit on I, here, man. I did it. I I put the shit pile there because I like it when things stink, apparently. Oh. Or did up to this call. Okay. And and so recognizing that in full circle with what really happened with me for the twin flame thing was it was like, Oh, I put that relationship in place to make sure I'd never be me. Wild, eh? Yeah. Um So how many others I'm have sure done that? More than one yeah, of us right. one. Oh my God, that's so funny. Like, how many of us have like put that in place so that we never have to be who we are, who we be? Yeah. Like, can we just destroy and uncreate all that crap times a zillion? Uh-huh. Right, wrong, good, bad, good pop, bottle, nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. That uh. is so, like, so funny. It's like, yeah, wow, I actually put that mechanism in place somewhere in my life so that I could keep on creating more shit piles. And man, I could write stories on my shit piles because they can build castles. They're awesome. Mm. So, Future homes carved from dry Shit piles fertilizer. that we've created from our other lifetimes where we've just collected our shit piles and then we turn them into bricks, you know? Like, kind of like those dung huts in Africa. <laughs> just, like, go live in your pile Yeah, those shit guys look so happy. I know, they're, they're living in their, their shit huts. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, how much shittier to get is not a question I'd usually ask, but I think it may be appropriate here. If it could contribute uh, to greater castles, I think we're on to something. Yeah. So, yeah. So... The you know the the whole piece about the twin flame and my sister and all this I my the reason I really really wanted to get on some shows and let people know about this is you know it may not have anything to do with partnership or relationship or twin flames or whatever but if you're willing to step into this really big uncomfortable pool of awareness because your life just isn't doing it for you it's not where you want it and ask what is my relationship to my life that I don't want to know, you might find out what your twin flame thing, whatever thing in the bobber is. And it may be something totally different. But I I just I want to, you know, implore and, and just like tell you if you're willing to ask those questions, there's so much everything, space, molecules, energy available to you now to unlock everything in your world and make it a 
hell of a lot easier. Um, and my life has just been like expanding like a tidal wave the last month because so I'm fun. not living. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm not yeah. living through the wall that I was sure that I would never choose to acknowledge was in front of me. So how many kinds of relationships to relationships can we have? It's like, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about, so what's my relationship to my relationship to sex? What's my relationship to my relationship to money? Like, to this reality and to money. Like, there's so, there's so many levels of it, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, and so in this reality, what's my relationship to my relationship to sex and like what's yours and what's anybody's and like so everything that brings up and then whatever our relationship to our relationship to this reality is and this you know relate reality of money reality of business reality of all like all these things that we make ultra significant in this uh well i suppose it's not a reality that i'm like going to be choosing much longer making things ultra significant but it's a reality that i see all around me so if we can, you know, just have more awareness on what our relationship to these things are, where we're, you know, um, it's actually a book, you know, there's a book written about, um, uh, it's a money book, and it was written a long time ago, I can't remember the name of it, and it's about this the kid who, rich dad, poor dad, right? So he watches the two mm, realities okay. of the rich dad and the poor dad, and it kind of reminds me of that, like, what was his relationship to relationship money? And he watched one person's relationship with money, and he watched another person's relationship with money, and he chose which one to mm-hmm. to kind of follow. But he still had a relationship to money. He just and it was identified through this, you know, rich dad instead of poor dad. And he just chose to have a relationship to rich dad instead of poor dad. Either way, it's still a relationship in a way to somebody else's reality. It's not still even like what is your reality. Like what if your reality could be even more amazing and awesome than even what the most amazing, awesome person you know is creating? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you I just had a phenomenal uh, metaphor that came up as you were talking. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Just to explain this a little bit more. So mm-hmm. get, this is like a real thing that would happen for me in a lot of my past relationships. And I had a lot of them because my sister was always kicking me out of them because she wanted me to be in them. And threesomes weren't working up to that point. And what would happen is I'd get into a new relationship and working really good. And then immediately there'd be something awful that would kind of show up like, oh, my God, she hates me. Or, oh, my God, there's a wall up or something, which in my case just was the dynamic of my sister being involved. But I'd immediately start focusing on what was right on the end of my nose. Oh, my God, this judgment that I'm wrong or that uh, I thought everything was going great and now it just went totally south. Um, And focusing on what's in front of you will always keep you totally unawares of what your relationship to this challenge is. And that's a hard question. And expansion, you know, just allowing yourself to relax and expand out and soften it up a bit. Um, and ask a big question, what is this thing that I'm actually battling with or trying not to know and know about? And, you know, then go do something, do something that makes you come alive and take your mind off of it. As we started the call with the whole piece about making it significant, hmm. focus is the equivalent 
to making significant. things significant. So totally. blur your eyes out and don't focus on it and get, you know, get fuzzy headed and ask the questions when you're in that space. And maybe just because you ask, your <clears throat> life's going to change tomorrow. How cool would that be? It could, but I wouldn't choose that because it might get better, right? And why would we choose that when we could just have more castles of shit? Uh, yes, and I'm right? not sure I'm, I'm ready to, you know, say goodbye to my sister yet. You know, I, mean, I want to sleep with her a few more times. A couple more lifetimes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. <laughs> well, actually, just for the record, we the only time we slept together was like in third grade in a tent. But I understand. <laughs> I like that you clarified that. I like that yeah, you qualified Yeah, I, wa- I want to clarify that. <laughs> Thank you. I've had enough arrows flying at me already, but I want to be really vulnerable and forward. It was a tent. It was a summer <laughs> camping trip. It was, awesome. it was, it was awesome. Yeah, what you're saying. That is awesome. Just in case everybody's <laughs> got this idea in their head and they've gone a little further yeah. than the rest of us have gone. Yes. Yes, yeah. my me and my sister were way more than feelings. Hello. But I so okay. get that. It's like when I say yeah. I slept with my friend last night, and they're like, most guys are like, wow. I'm like, that's right. I was in bed with my girlfriend all night long. I held her butt, and isn't she lucky? And most of them go right to, wow, did you guys get it on? Yeah, whatever you want to imagine, you go there. That makes you happy. Yeah. That's their relationship to some other thing, right? So, Right. Well, how many guys get judged for... Let's see. Should we take a look at that one really quick? That yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So how, let's talk just about the, jud- the common judgments that fly back and forth between male and female bodies that keeps them from actually being in a relationship that works for them because... I mean, I'm like at the first time at 47, I'm even, it's like the first time in my life I'm actually like, wow, a relationship could actually work. Huh. I guess I've never thought of it that way because it had never worked before. So, um, first of all, can we destroy and create that men will change? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Let's do destroy that. and create everywhere that everyone's decided that men, as soon as men change, relationships will be good. That'll be awesome. You totally and everything that comes up around that can we destroy and uncreate times of that Hell yeah. Good, bad, right or wrong, puck a pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And can we destroy and uncreate everywhere every man thinks if she just shuts up long enough, then this is going to work fine. <laughs> everything and nice. everything that comes up for everyone around that can we destroy and uncreate. Good, bad, right or wrong, puck a pot, all nine shorts, boys and every relationship for the last billion years and beyond. Only a billion years and beyond. Awesome. <laughs> and <laughs> and what like, about women and, and like, because I'm going to control the conversation right now. Like, can we just destroy oh, and create, where everywhere where women have to control everything? Mm-hmm. Right? Where it's I like in a relationship, like. I got to be the one in charge. I got to be the one who says what I want when I want it. Like, what if we could actually receive more from men and like so instead of having to uh, be the aggressive warrior all the time mm. for women who are thinking that the only way to get what you want in the world is to actually be the aggressive warrior or to be totally complacent and wimpy like those polarities can we destroy and uncreate all times of God's million too yeah right round good bad pock pot all nine shorts boys and beyonds I'm so good at being complacent 
female. You're a good complacent female? That's sweet. I'm just I'm I'm tired of being a complacent, non aggressive female. I want something different. <laughs> right. Isn't it no, more wait a minute, I'm so confused. So you don't have to be the female? Oh wait a minute. <laughs> now wait a minute. So what if you can? how about we destroy what what would relationships be like if there was no bar for the uh, what's the question so I'd like to if ask? If we didn't have to identify ourselves by our genitals, what would relationships be like? Yes. And if we didn't identify to expand out on that even a little more, if female bodies and male bodies there was really no difference except that their creative organs one one of them had them inside one of them had them outside right you know indoor plumbing outdoor plumbing yeah whatever they still serve the same purpose right and all the lifetimes where I actually had the outdoor plumbing and you had the indoor plumbing right you were hot thank you so were you yeah (laughs) I loved your big hairy shoulders. I just like wanted to crawl all over them. Woo! I was sad. I won't yeah. even get into my details on that. <laughs> There's like wet slipperiness happening. I don't know. It's getting out of control. Exactly. exactly. Woo! Um, <laughs> is, is there any folks that have questions? I think they're all really confused in the chat room. <laughs> oh really? How? Polite. Yeah, I think I think we just like messed with them. Um, Linda uh, was like, "What? Men won't change." <laughs> and we had, yeah, we have some people listening here, which is good. So, uh, and Keisha's comment was, uh, "What is this? Something is much lighter. Don't know what that is, Keisha, but somehow or other, it's about. I think our, we were talking about genitals, um, and how we choose to arrange our pants." Or parts. Are parts, Keisha? Okay, I read it as pants. I was very convinced the pants thing. So, yes, how how we are actually choosing to bring those parts out to the world. But, like, for me, I think I had such a, uh, like, a desire to be connected to my dad and to men and everything on the planet that I saw as male energy that at some point in my, like, awareness, I became very aware that I have, like, this, like, energetic penis. And I think that like so many people have can tap into like either either reproductive organs if they choose it. It's just like a choice. We have energy and it's mutable. And it's like these are the bodies we're wearing today, kind of like that's the shirt you're wearing today and these are the underwear I'm wearing today, but like that we can change them. They're mutable, it's energetic, and it's not that they're going to physically, you're going to like transform necessarily. We could, I don't know, I haven't tried it yet, but what if we could? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if you, oh, I was just. Uh, I was just letting. I, I'm so on a like a roll here that it, um, we'll take a break. Yeah, Carol. Go. My producer Carol. We'll take another break and we'll come back for five minutes and promote some stuff. <laughs> by the time we come back, we'll be closing up. How's it get better than that? Awesome. Thank you, Carol. <laughs> Thanks, Carol. We love you. <laughs> Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. 
you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and today my guest is Matt Bushler. We haven't had a lot of breaks today, so I can't even discuss what we were talking before break because it was like a half an hour talk conversation. So, um, yeah, so um, you've got a few things coming up, right, Matt? I'm just going to let the audience know a few things that I'm uh, doing, and then I'm going to pass it over to you for the last few minutes. Um, oh, lovely. So Cool. So I've got a bars class um, in a little town called El Dorado happening on December 13th, which is a Saturday. I'd love to have you guys there. And by have you, you know that if you show up, I'll probably, you know, give you hugs and hold your bum because this is what occurs when you walk through a door where I am. So love to have you guys at my class. Um, and also, I um, I know that my very good friend Christine is going to be doing a bunch of um, foundation level ones in December. So um, if you'd like to know more about that, you can contact me on that as well. And coming in January, I'm hosting um, co-hosting with um, my friend Linda. We're co-hosting Graziano from Italy. So if any of you are familiar with Graziano, um, we will be having him in Toronto doing his Dance Space Molecules, which is all about creating more space and working with orgasmic energies. So um, that's going to be a two-day class in January, on the starting on the weekend, the Friday, the January 23rd, and going the 24th, 25th, and we'll have some even taster classes that we haven't quite got names for yet, but if anybody has like fun ideas that come up, there's going to be one on relationships and I think one on sex or something like that. So we haven't quite um, formulated that yet, but we'd love to hear from you guys. So um, that class for foundation is December 27th and 28th that my friend Christine is doing. And Matt, can you tell us all about the amazing, um, you're doing a tele-series, right? Or a, 
uh, teleconference on sex and bodies and all good times and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, I want to just actually tag on to your last comment about Graziano. Oh, my God, didn't miss that man. If he comes into town, he's amazing. Uh, the shifts that happen for me, just, you know, watching what he does or, I mean, I can just watch him on a live stream and it just completely changes and shifts my ability to like to receive pleasure and, and just, uh, kind of just like a peaceful communion with my body where I'm so happy just sitting in the corner, you know, staring out the window that nothing matters for quite some time after one of his classes. So don't miss it. Awesome. Are you going to come? I'd love to have you in Toronto for it. Oh, I know. I was there a couple years ago. Maybe I'll come again. Woohoo! What would it take? Awesome. Yeah. What would it? Um, I just posted a new telecall that's all coming out of this. My real recognition that oh my god, sex, money, and relationship might actually be fun um, (laughs) after all this stuff (laughs) is cleared. And so it's called "Sex, Money, and Relationship: Daringly Different." And it's going to be a three-part telecall on basically everything you knew and didn't know was possible and were afraid to ask about. And uh, what just basically uh, clearing all the energies and getting focused on what's required to have a completely different energy that's a different relationship with sex, money, and relationships so they actually work for you instead of you working for it. Awesome. We have about a minute left, Matt, so can you let people um, also know how they can get a hold of you if they'd like to chat with you, have a you know, bodywork session or energy session or you know, Skype with you? And you also do photographs and you do like so many other things. You do like consciousness adventure tours. I remember that's what first made me like want to friend you on Facebook, uh-huh. consciousness adventure tours. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, here's the 30-second dumb down. If you want to get a hold of me, easiest way is Facebook, Matt Boxler. Um, if, and I'm on every local group all over the place that's access. Um, and, yes, I'd love to do body work with you. Body work has, like, been the biggest thing to open up my universe like a hatchet, except for having my sister go have her own universe, which is probably, you know, position number two. Um, <laughs> I do have company called Conscious Adventure Tours. We take people on 10-day trips around the world and you do body work and bars and push them out of airplanes and that kind of stuff. That's, That's cool. Fun. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much for coming on the show. It was fun. Oh, God. Thanks for having me. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in.